a well-formed conscience, is critical for this decisive times. Part 2. Conference given by Lourdes Pinto to the Love Crucified community on September 30 of 2021. I would like to begin with you, my brothers, finishing off the teaching from last time on conscience and also sharing with you some words our Lord gave me as I prayed for for you this week, asking the Lord what he wanted for the missionaries of the cross meeting. The Lord gave me words to bring to you tonight. So I'm going to first focus on finishing conscience because I think it's all tied together. And then I'll end with the message from the Lord for each of you. A quick synopsis. Last time we spoke about conscience. And I can't tell you how important I feel this is for us, for the times we've entered. As I look and around my own life and listen to many people, what I witness is that very few people in life in general know how to enter and make decisions from their conscience. I see many times decisions made from fear in the present situation we're in, in this pandemic, many, many decisions can be made from pressure, but very few men and women, I think really enter their conscience to listen to the guidance of God and able to wait upon God to give us signs of truly what he wants for us. And I can't tell you how important this is for the times we've entered. Because more than ever, it has to be God himself who wants to guide us during this time of tribulation, according to his will, not our will, not the will of other people, but his will. So we learned last week that the conscience is the deepest place in our heart, the inner sanctuary where God actually dwells. And that the beautiful work of the path has been to help us as men and women to enter our hearts, to open our hearts, to allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate them. The Catechism of the Catholic Church said that in order for us to be able to listen to our conscience, we have to have a profound interior life and we have to know ourselves in Christ. We talked about the formation of conscience and all that's involved in that. 
So today I would like to, to finish by focusing on this one line from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1788. And it says, to this purpose, man strives to interpret the signs of the times, meaning that in order for us to make decisions from our conscience, to hear the voice of God, we need to know how to interpret the signs of the times. It is significant that the simple path to union with God ends with chapter 8. Recognizing the signs of the times through the prophecies that have been given to us in the church from the popes, from our Blessed Mother, from approved apparitions and messages to different souls, men and women. And ending with the prophecies that God has given love crucified for the church. We need to see everything happening, especially in these times, in light of the signs of the times. In chapter 8 of The Simple Path, it says, This preparation is what this path has been teaching us. We call it the St. Maximilian Kolbe preparation because he saw the signs of the times and prepared. St. Maximilian was not afraid to speak about the signs of the times and suffer conflict because he knew the spiritual nature of the battle and his mission. You, as the men of God, the missionaries of the cross, just like Maximilian Colby, I, as a mother of the cross, and your sisters, need to know who we are, our mission. We need to be aware of the signs of the times, and we cannot be scared to speak when the spirit moves us of the signs of the times. St. Maximilian Colby wrote, this is in our path. Modern times are dominated by Satan and will be more so in the future. The conflict with hell cannot be engaged by men even the most clever. The Immaculata alone has from God the promise of victory over Satan. The Lord has been forming us for these times as he formed Maximilian and Maximilian was forming the church to be prepared for the times of World War II, to be prepared for the the evil of Satan working through the Nazis and the whole agenda of what was taking place then. That continues now until today. It says in the simple path, 
St. Maximilian's preparation was not to avoid suffering, but rather to be able to carry out fully the mission which the Lord entrusted to him. In the midst of enormous trials, to be faithful and to be a beacon of light for others. Listening to Father Ron speak to us right now, I can't help but see the beauty that I get to live with a missionary of the cross and witness how he has not avoided the suffering of persecution. He has not used it as a means to criticize his bishop. He has not used it as a means to be discouraged or depressed, nor scared. He has embraced the suffering as one with Christ, knowing who he is as a priest victim, as a missionary of the cross, in order to obtain through love in Jesus crucified, Graces for the church. He is a beautiful testimony, especially for you as brothers, to take your own trials in the same way. And number 126 in the path. In It says, this was from 2012, the Lord, you see already how he was preparing us to understand the signs of the times. He said to us, Satan is working to bring forth his new world order of destruction. But my crusade of victim souls will possess the power of God to crush the head of Satan. You are the heel of the queen of heaven and earth. Therefore, 10 years ago, the Lord was giving us a prophecy to help us recognize these times and understand That what is happening in the world right now through the pandemic is to bring forth Satan's world order of destruction. Yet, he fills us with the truth that God is also working in this times to bring forth his world order of peace. And therefore, we're going to have to, in order to make difficult decisions, each of us are going to have to make, we have to understand. We have to be attentive. And that's why I focused so much last week on being able to sit back in the light of what God has given us, in the light of scripture, In the light of the prophecies given to the church, what is happening? Are the fruits of this tree good or evil? 
And therefore, when Satan tries to tempt me like he did Eve with a fruit that can look very good, am I able to discern through my conscience whether it's good or evil? In the simple path on page 339 concerning Maximilian Kolbe, it says, The fear of suffering and death could not stop him. While many Christians collaborated with evil and fell into despair during the Second World War, St. Maximilian was ready to give his life as a martyr in Auschwitz. And he was ready to give his life before Auschwitz. He had already been giving his life daily. Maximilian Kolbe had already accepted, like each of you have, and I have, and the Mothers of the Cross, the invitation to be God's victim soul. He accepted that from our Blessed Mother. And he allowed Mary and Jesus to form him. And he formed others exactly how God is forming us and calling us to form others. And therefore, the last thing I'd like to speak about concerning conscience and the formation of our conscience is clarity and steadfastness in who we are, our identity and mission. Because without that focus, we cannot follow the will of God in our conscience. Jesus knew who he was. He knew the will of the Father that was calling him to be crucified. He knew the signs of the times. He knew the time was ready. And therefore, he had fear. He had to move through his fear as uh, in his humanity. But to do the will of the Father and obey in the depth of his sacred heart, the voice of God to fulfill his mission, not even Peter, when he says to him, Lord, this is not the way you have to preserve yourself. He says to him, get behind me, Satan. Because the Lord knew he was ready. Therefore, are we ready? We have to move through our fears also. Who are we? Each of us are prophets. In number 151, on page 439 of the path, it says, Jesus is speaking, I have formed you, trained you, dressed you to be my prophets of light, to warn and awaken my people before the horrible day of judgment comes down upon you. We are missionaries and mothers of the cross 
we have a responsibility to others also. The Lord continues to say, there will be wailing, groaning, and grinding of teeth in your streets. The darkness of evil will cover you. Look at how the Lord has been speaking to us for years, preparing us as his children, dressing us as his warriors, men and women. That is why he has asked us to ponder these words, to not forget them. Because these words do not come from me. They come from God. And these words have power. They have the power of God himself. If we have faith and we allow them to penetrate our hearts, these words will give us strength, courage, peace. And like Daniel was saying, great joy, great joy. And then the Lord goes on to say there, be prepared when these things happen that I speak to you about. Do not let the thief catch you unprepared. He always encourages us. Then the Lord says, believe you are my people, my little ones held in the father's palm. Look at how he encourages us. Believe, have faith that I am with you. Abba Father has us in the palm of his hand. If we really believe this, and I do, how can I not be in perfect peace? How can I not even be in joy? Maximilian Colby believed this. The early saints, as they were waiting, to be eaten by the animals, the lions, the beasts that they were fed to in the Colosseum would be singing psalms. They believed that in that evil, they were in the palm of God's hands. And they encouraged one another through their fear to be the warrior men and women God was calling them to be. That's the same with us. The Lord goes on to say, believe that I am with you. The light in the world, my living hosts. Believe so that my light can shine through you to penetrate the darkness consuming the world. We have to be different. Your friends and your family and your co-workers need to see in you as missionaries of the cross and in me, a mother of the cross and, and all my sisters, something different. They need to hear wisdom. They need to see peace. They need to see joy. They need to see men and women that have no fear. And then he says, believe in the power of God working through his hidden force, love, and continue to suffer all as one with me in my sacrifice of love 
to enter prepared with God's armor, the fiercest battle that is at hand. Love is the key to everything. What is the power in Father Ron's hidden force? You see, he is penetrating and I and each of you that are united to Father Ron, we are penetrating the church. Yet, Father hardly leaves this house, this monastery. But in his hidden life, most people don't even know how sick he's been. Receiving everything as a missionary of the cross in Christ with love for the church and suffering it for them. Love suffers all for the other. He keeps forgetting himself. And I, as a mother of the cross, what is my, my duty is to suffer with him because I love him so much as I love each of you, but also to help him as one with Mary to reach and be fully crucified with Christ. To help him constantly take his eyes away from himself And focus on the Lord and the church. And that's the beauty of a missionary of the cross and mother of the cross suffering and living this together. That's why we need each other. I feel that the Saint Father Jordi has taught us all about Franz Jagerstatter, this Austrian young man is an important saint, especially for you, the missionaries of the cross. He was a husband, a father of four little girls. He was simple, ordinary, like each of us, like each of you. He was a farmer, lived in the country, simple life, providing for his family, working hard, providing for his wife, his marriage. And all of a sudden, the evil enters his world, and he has some difficult decisions to make. The priest, the bishop, even his family, even his wife, wanted him to go along and enter the army, the Nazis. And he struggled. He listened to those voices. He suffered. It's beautiful to see the movie, A Hidden Life. If you haven't seen it, watch it. To enter our conscience and listen to the will of God is so difficult. It usually goes against our human tendency to preserve our life. He went through such a struggle, and I can't even fathom how hard it was seeing his wife, seeing those four little girls, thinking, how are they going to make it without me? A farm. How can his wife and those little girls maintain themselves? Who's going to provide for them? The, The anguish. And yet, this young, simple man went into his conscience 
And the voice of God kept telling him, no. And he listened to that conscience. And he was executed. And yet God did provide for his wife and daughters. And how beautiful that God permitted for our father, Jordy, to meet this saint's wife years ago when she was an old woman. That was significant for Father Jordy. And it's significant for all of us. God provided. He was faithful to do what was most difficult. And God provided. Praise be to God. Therefore, in conclusion to this series, or not series, but just the second talk on on conscience, the Catechism of the Catholic Church in 1794 says this, the more a correct conscience prevails, the more do persons and groups turn aside from blind choice and try to be guided by objective standards of moral conduct. We are seeing so many people like cows just going along with whatever is being told them, blind choice. Yet we have to make decisions from our conscience, and it's going to mean we've got to struggle Recently, I asked an important question in prayer because I was struggling as your spiritual mother. And I was feeling like, oh, I'm done speaking about all of this. I would really love to just go into silence. I don't want to mention these times anymore. I don't want to mention the vaccine anymore or COVID. My Lord, can I just go into silence? And I really was was struggling. And I was struggling. I knew I had to face myself. I was struggling because I knew and I know that different people in the community We're struggling with my message. We're struggling with my words. I had to struggle with the fear of being rejected, of family members of this community leaving. These were all part of my heart, my struggle, my tears. And that humanity part of me was just wanting to say, Can I enter my cloister (laughs) and the hidden, hidden life that I love so much? But I said, my Lord, not my will, but your will be done for your glory. And the next day, after I prayed from all my heart before the blessed sacrament, I read Mark Mallett's blog, which was called Just Sing a Little Louder. And that touched my heart. And and I'll tell you something if you don't know. Why are the writings of Mark Mallett so important to me and to many of us in Love Crucified? Because 
years ago, I think it was, I don't even know, 10 years ago, when we were introduced to his blog, the Lord was constantly confirming, I never met Mark Mallet, he's never met us, we've never spoken, yet the Lord would give me a message for the community and a line that we were going, and he would write, and we would see exactly what we just covered in a teaching in Love Crucified so closely in Mark Mallet's writings. And we would look at each other and laugh and go, is he reading the simple path to union with God? But it was important. You see, that's the attentiveness. God was confirming what he was doing with love crucified as the work of the Holy Spirit in the whole church. The message is very similar of the different prophets in the world right now. Because it's the work of God. And therefore, Mark Mallet was a constant confirmation, especially for me. So this was the ending of his blog. And he was writing exactly what I was feeling. He says, does one stop warning when the German soldiers are in the streets? When people are being forced onto trains, when the trains are rolling by, when there is smoke billowing from the camps, I can't. For 16 years, the Lord has called me from being primarily a singer-songwriter to now writing about the times through which you are now living. And everything that the Lord has shown me years ago is now happening, including the fact that people, by and large, would simply not want to listen to what either I, or most especially what our Lord and Our Lady have to say. My brothers and my sisters that I will be speaking to Saturday, for me, it has been 15 years since the Lord called me to be his victim soul and to help form more victims of love for the great battle that now has begun. The Lord also told me that few would listen. He said, My daughter, Few will listen, but you are called to be my voice in this wilderness. You will be the last warning. He wasn't just speaking about me. He, I felt not just me, but all the prophets for these times. This was back in 2011 that the Lord said that to me. Therefore, woe to me. When the mass destruction of humanity comes and I stayed quiet to not offend any of you and to preserve my reputation. 
Therefore, in good conscience, I must continue to speak the truth of Satan's deception and lead this little army of our Blessed Mother in courage and obedience to lay down our lives with Christ as his martyrs, white or red. And these are the words that the Lord gave me on the Feast of the Archangels yesterday. And these are for you, the missionaries of the cross. Believe that I am making all things new. Believe I have chosen you to fight the great decisive battle alongside St. Michael. Believe God has found favor with you. Not because of your human intelligence, nor any of your works, but because each of you responded simply to be my victim souls. Let me stop there a minute. That's powerful. You have found favor with God. Because you said yes. He is delighted with the few men that have received the training from heaven to be his victim souls. Look at what Father Ron just shared with us. All the priests that are suffering in his diocese are wanting to suffer this according to the standards of the world. Let's sue. Let's get together. All the things he told us. And Father Ron is the only priest that has received the wisdom of the cross and is living his persecution as a priest victim. That's powerful. And Jesus is saying to each of you, you have found favor with me because you had the beautiful heart as men that love him so much that you were willing to say, I will be your victim soul, my Lord. And to God, he knows our weakness. He knows we're not living this maybe so well, but he doesn't care because he's God. He's going to make up for our weakness. He's going to be our strength in our weakness, as St. Paul says. But he's delighted in you because you responded. Then he goes on to say, now has come the time of the great sifting. Your fiats to be my victim souls will be tested in a way that you have not yet been tested. 
Father Ron could have never imagined. He's been a priest 60 years. That his fiat to be a victim soul would be tested by this accusation, a horrible accusation. He could have never imagined such a persecution. He's being tested. Praise be to God. We are each going to be tested and are being tested. He goes on to say to you, you must persevere in prayer and silence so that the many voices of the world do not cloud your conscience. My brothers, my sons, I know how busy you are. I know the pressure you have on your jobs. But the Lord is saying to you, you must. That's a command because if you are not rooted in prayer and silence, listening, you cannot decide from your conscience. The voices all around you will sweep you away. Help each other. Be grounded in prayer and silence. He goes on to say, in silence, attentive to my voice, I will convict you of truth. God himself will give you the conviction. And it is that conviction, my brothers, where you will receive the courage to stand up against this evil. Like France, St. France. And then he says, always choose good and never evil. Well, how important it is to know the signs of the times. Is this a good fruit or is this a bad fruit? Because right now, the world is showing us a lot of evil as good. Therefore, we need to know what's good and what's evil and choose good always. Then he says, trust that I am guiding you. Be ready to suffer greatly with me. I responded in trust and abandonment to my father. And I suffered crucifixion. This was my father's will, for he is love. I was ready to suffer all in obedience to his perfect will because of love of him and you. You are my body. Will you be obedient to my will? which is the will of our Father to make all things new. You must be willing to suffer greatly as one with me for the salvation of many, and you too will receive the crown of glory. Persevere in remembering who you are and what I have spoken to you as my missionaries of the cross. Go in peace and love 
to do my holy will without fear. Thank you, Jesus, for these words, for your beloved missionaries of the cross. And I want you to notice, my brothers and sons, he said twice, be ready to suffer greatly. Be ready to suffer greatly. Do not be, we cannot be scared like St. Maximilian Colby of suffering. We have to embrace it with Christ. The Lord was speaking to you to bless you, to let you know how much he loves you and that he is with you, guiding you. Amen. For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified Community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.